1: listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by Mr. 91% himself, the human calculator, the Carol Vorderman of the podcasting game. Ricky, welcome back this evening. How are you?
0: Good evening. Doing well. I still prefer the perfect 10, though. The real perfect 10. Mm-hmm. Or we can go with a perfect ninety one, but that implies that there's room for improvement. Uh, when the perfect ten implies there is no room for improvement.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's room for improvement?
0: I mean there's always room for improvement.
1: That's a, a good life lesson actually.
0: It is. If something can be other than it's as good as broken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's another one of my life. Mode. That's not really, but still, I stole off someone. <laughs> Anything else you've stolen that, from anyone? That that, no, that man is no longer with us, unfortunately. Eh, uh, I don't think so. Um, have I?
1: Just so th- you're saying that all your upcoming jokes are originals? Then.
0: Well, I mean, it's jokes that I've saw before. One one of them's original. Okay. I mean we kinda ruined it. Last week it was just a natural like way we started the podcast. But hey ho. I'm sorry. But take over. but a takeover talk tonight. Some quiz.
1: Yep. Some super quiz.
0: Looking forward to it. Indeed. Um But so <laughs> there was this guy that walked into a restaurant in New Zealand just, like, a few days ago. hmm Lucky bastard. Uh,
1: Lucky bastard. What did I miss there?
0: Well, I said a, 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 a gentleman walked into a restaurant in New Zealand a few days ago.
1: Uh, and that's it. That's
0: <laughs> Lucky bastard. Because <laughs> we don't have that privilege. We don't. But Not yet, we don't.
1: We still... Currently some of us bow at the, the altar of Nicola Sturgeon currently. Yep. That that wasn't a lead into a joke, that was just with the news about today about kids going back to school next week. Uh
0: next week that's it. Um so we're slowly hopefully starting to come out of a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um Hopefully by the middle of March, end of March, some places you might start opening up when we can actually get to get out of our houses and do something but we shall wait and see getting impatient getting impatient kind of getting bored and frustrated but i know that is the rules and we will obey to them
1: did you hear what she was saying about new symptoms that have been found and not to worry about them
0: no only watched a little bit of a brief
1: well she was talking about if you start having tummy pains like quite sharp tummy pains and you start hallucinating, like you hear voices in a really thick Northern Irish accent, not to worry, you've just got a stomach ulster.
0: Oh, that is bad. I thought you were going to start singing Randy. I hear voices oh. in my head, they talk to me. Oh, that's... Sorry, what was that?
1: Nothing, I that was just...
0: I'm it... just talking to, I'm on the podcast with Clive. Really? The wife just asked me there. Have I seen the dog bowl? she's trying to get him some food and I didn't realise you could bowl. (laughs) (sighs) I'm here all week folks.
1: Well, you're you're reliable and like just like whiteboards as well, you're remarkable.
0: Say that again, sorry.
1: Whiteboards are remarkable.
0: <laughs> can you see whiteboards anymore?
1: Smartboards, then. I don't know what we can. Can't say. You probably can't see it, but I've said
0: it. That's true. Right before the podcast, even I, te- I, I text you, just mm-hmm. to say um, five minutes. So i just quickly grabbed my my headphones and I was walking over to sit down and I nearly fell over the wife's bra. It almost fell and hurt my head. Um, Turns out it was just...
1: What's that? I've missed you. You've gone completely.
0: Sorry, I was just saying right before I messaged you just on the
1: podcast,
0: Mm I quickly grabbed my headset and I was walking over to come and sit down and I nearly fell over the wife's brand hurt my head mm-hmm. um, it was a booby trap
1: <laughs> oh that was quite funny that one I enjoyed that one did you hear I don't know if you saw I know it's been a busy day in the news but did you see that Nor there's been a few things coming out about Nor. you know the like sort of flavour enhancing
0: mm-hmm.
1: they've brought out they've bringing out a sort of th- what do you call that stuff? The cubes, the stockpots, and all that. Uh, they're bringing out stuff that's laced with nitrous oxide, nitrogen oxide. But everyone, right. like loads of the staff that work in the factories, think it's just a laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Earlier the... on today, right? <laughs> <laughs> Earlier on today, I was doing a, I was doing a wee jigsaw puzzle. Quite, I quite like doing puzzles, actually. Um, and I completed it in, like, less than an hour. And what was astonishing about it was on the box it says five to six years, and I completed it in less than an hour. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Well, when I reminded myself about the, the old stock game there, uh, I heard that there's been news that staff morale is really low in the Oxo factories, just people fighting each other and pranks being played and they're trying to just... Oxo themselves want to just make sure that they're not tied in with any other factories or just workplaces in general that promote that kind of behaviour. So they've started an anti-bullying campaign. Okay. Do you get that?
0: Yes, I do.
1: All right, okay. <laughs> just was the funny.
0: For people that don't know what Oxo's are, and I'm assuming it's just going to be the Brits, it's like a... It's just like... Like a gravy thing, isn't it? Or like a, like a vegetable stock cubit kind it's of like thing. It's like broth thing. Gravy st- yep. Um, and I, for me, so um, I was on the motorway the other day, um, just going along, and I saw this stall on the side of the road, and you know, lockdown, so business is opposing, so guy was clearly being quite inno- innovative. And it said lobster tails for two pounds. Sounds like a bargain to me, that's cheap for a quite a delicate um, fish. Um, so I walked over and gave the guy my two pounds, ready to get my lobster tail, looking forward to it. And then the guy turned around to me and just uh, and says Once upon a time, there was this lobster.
1: <laughs> and then you give me grief for my bad jokes.
0: Yep. Oh, right that's me done. I just like
1: we're going to talk about the, the quiz shortly and I know you'll find out what my topics are, but I was doing a wee bit of research on them just to make sure I was tipped up with my knowledge and you know you those silly pop ups you get. Uh it was a pop up for a website, conjunctivitis dot com. I thought that's a site for sore eyes.
0: Ooh. Nicely done. So,
1: Ooh. before we get to the quiz, there was a, a wee takeover at the weekend there. NXT Takeover Vengeance Day. What were your thoughts on it overall? We won't spend too much time on it, just a wee, a wee back and forth for five minutes or so. Um, like Just to like any other
0: takeover, really. And that's not... To sound like flippant or anything, but we've come to standard from takeovers. Um, I, I really enjoyed. One. I th- there was, I would say, kind of like what you would expect from takeovers. There's always like two or three like really, really good matches. There's always one that was like that was, you know, that was borderline ish. And then there was always one. It was like, well, that's not bad. It was a really solid match. I felt the two tag matches, as well as Kushida and Gargano, for me were the three outstanding ones of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, Balor and Pete Dunne was, was also borderline pretty great. I thought. I thought it was really, really. I thought it was a real good match, and, and the Women's Triple Threat was slightly a notch below that. Um, obviously I think the biggest talking point from the night were you know um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and, and you could clearly see the dilemma that Roddy Strong was facing himself there um, like, you know that kind of image as takeover went off the air it was Kyle O'Reilly on the floor Roddy Strong still on the ring kind of looking like what the hell has just happened here um, and Cole uh, uh, at the top of the, the ramp uh, I think we, we Rance was on this podcast a while ago and we kind of thought it was going to happen a few weeks back so, um, but it didn't uh, when Kyle O'Reilly himself challenged Finn Balor for the title um, interesting to see where this goes I, I think the body strong element that dynamic is going to be interesting you know I think that he's certainly going to be kind of torn, like who he shows his allegiance to. Uh-huh. Um, part of me thinks maybe, you know, do we maybe see Roddy Strong and Adam Cole taking on Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish in a tag match before we get Kyle Riley and Adam Cole? I don't know. Um, Finn Balor goes from here as well, you know, because if if he finished up with just a super kick to Finn, then you would assume it was going to be Finn and Adam Cole, but it's like well, now obviously going to be Adam Cole and Kyle Riley. But yeah, like I says, there's no complaints from the takeover. Like, there, there never is. Top to bottom, it's always a great, great show.
1: I think the big thing you can take away from the undisputed era's actions at the end is that they're, they're not going to be going up to the main roster as a, a unified front, any times a united front in any time soon at all. With Adam Cole turning heel, it's all it's all to shit now. They're all over the place, and they've been in that sort of limbo for a while. Obviously, they've been playing the long game, and that's now apparent that they've been playing the long game. But for a while, and Rant and I actually co-wrote a column together about it, where it just seemed as if they were just treading water until something big came along. Whether that was a call up, would fish come back before they were called up? or are we going to get this heel turn have they missed the boat on the heel turn but it worked out well Finn Balor gets the trust of them sorry Finn Balor trusts them but then it's get broken again straight away so I think the timing of it I would have preferred earlier on when it was during the Kylo Riley week flesh these things out you don't know what's going to happen with Kreative over the next few months, years because of this coronavirus carry on so just keep it plodding along nicely so I did enjoy that part of the show There were mixed mixed, uh, opinions for a few things. I I would say the women's Dusty was my favourite match of the night. Having said that though, there were a couple of instances in that and the other Dusty tag match where people, Raquel Gonzalez specifically and both of the veterans, it's become a thing that I'm more and more starting to dislike about wrestling and that's similar to where they're just standing there waiting for someone to do their shit off the ropes. This time, Raquel Gonzalez like visibly, clearly went over so that Shotsy that can do some crazy sunset flip stuff uh, over on, off the ropes over Raquel Gonzalez. And it was just so obvious that you knew it was going to happen, really telegraphed, and it just took me out of it. And it's annoying because I think Raquel Gonzalez has been fantastic. So to see it look so staged the way it was took me out of it a bit but apart from that, the pace, the action the energy specifically in that women's tag match was sensational and I think the right people won there Uh, and Grizzled Young Veterans you've spoken about this a good few times on the podcast with the World's Collide gif of him stumbling while Humberto Carrillo gets his shit in and it looks more natural for that to happen but a couple of times during this dusty classic the vets have looked daft waiting for all the other teams to do their shit and I think I'm turning into Carol where I'm I'm falling out of love with the flippy shit basically <laughs> there's stuff, like I'll still, I'm happily watch Tornado DDTs and all that stuff and I'll, I'll happily watch Canadian Destroyers to the cows come home but specifically when there's rope work involved where they're having to dance about the ropes and their person's prone or waiting for them or holding their hands so they can do it, it's just it doesn't look good for me personally. But I would, and also the fact that because the young veterans didn't win, I wasn't happy about that obviously. But I'm not I'll only be happy when they win everything.
0: Yep. But the rope thing as you quote unquote say the flippy stuff, I've never liked it because it's never been properly executed. Mm-hmm. Like, it just looks, as you say, staged and so silly. Um, and I've always said that Gibson, you know, go back to where it was a Clyde, and that's how you do that spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was no waiting around. It was, he stumbled, turned around, and the guy caught him. He had no time to react whatsoever. Um, so it is disappointing when you see guys like that doing it. I think... Sometimes it can be, you've just got to try and keep preoccupied because Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes so long to set up, even when they are out there on the floor, like punching each other, still hovering about, it still doesn't look right because, yeah, they're trying to stay busy, but they're also trying to keep an eye on what's going on and when they can get the spot done properly. Uh Um, Just not a fan of that stuff, really. Um, Only because it's not executed properly. You know, mm-hmm. like if it's done properly, then I think it's it looks good. But nine times out of ten, it's not done properly, and it's just like you say, it just it just it takes away slightly from the match. You're like you just kind of roll your eye at it, and then you're like, right, well, let's try and forget it and let's get back into the match. I thought, I thought Gargano because she did probably my my favourite match of the night. Um, what I loved about that is. There was it was a great pace to it. It starts off slow and methodical, and it, it picks up pace. Um, Kashida hit this like sh- stupid, crazy, like flying armbar thing. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. And I, and I think I would have to say, like from like those three matches, they didn't um, like. And I, We've said it before, we're, kind, we're starting to get used to it now. We're also used to it now that having no crowd there didn't affect my enjoyment or of that ma- of those matches. Um okay. like a crowd can add so much to it, but I just felt like not having a crowd there didn't bother me either. Um, but yeah, like I say, um, that women's dusty match was was excellent as well, um, as was the men's. Mm-hmm. um overall like just a real good night like the tony storm table spot was just it's just funny looking back on it um you know like that um eh, eh, the table was clearly um eh, what's the word i'm looking for um propped yep the prop, so it just collapses um but, yeah, what I say is, I don't have any real complaints about it. Um, the only thing is, when it comes to NXT now, is my love and affection for NXT isn't quite what it was three years or so ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I feel like, and I've always said it, the special thing about NXT was the one hour thing. And it always says, you know, you hear me say it all the time, like sometimes less is more. Um, I just felt like the one hour you could have fleshed storylines out longer and people don't have to appear every week and stuff like that, you know. So uh, I still love NXT, I really do. Um, but like I say that love isn't what it quite once was. And yeah. I think it probably it probably began around about the time NXT UK come on because I felt like right that's a show tailored and catered towards us that's you know I can't wait to start diving into this now Um but I've just never really got that love for NXT back again Like I'll, I'll always watch it but that says to me it just isn't what it used to be
1: You've touched on something there that I've actually felt for a while and it's not I've had no issues with the two hours I thought when it started doing the two hours the creative was a, a million miles an hour. That September to December period was just fantastic in 2019. But I, I really miss the fans. I really miss Full Sail. I think that's what it is for me. That There's just been this, there's been something missing from it. And even though you've got the CWC and when you had the first plexiglass era where it was very noisy and banging, sounds like a hockey fight arena play, uh, kind of vibe. They were good, but I really do miss... And I miss the takeovers. Like, I miss the smarky-smart crowds singing all the, the chants under the sun, <coughs> getting the booze that they deserve, or the cheers that they deserve. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. And it just sets the takeovers apart from the rest because they're still in the Cruiserweight Centre. Cru- is it? No, <laughs> Cruiserweight. What's it <laughs> called? Capital <laughs> Wrestling Centre. Uh, it's not as differentiated from TV especially when they've got the odd TV specials TV specials these days now you said you still love for the NXT I do too it's still my favourite brand out of all the wrestling I watch it's just I miss dearly miss this marquee wholesale crowd I even miss the guy in the Everton top but
0: because they, they they added to like the the
1: aura that was NXT uh-huh. there was that pantomime feel about it that and it was like a smart crowd. So I know some of the times we take digs at smart fans, but there was just a a right raucous feel to watching NXT in full sale and I miss that. So I don't I don't want them to hurry up and get fans back in. I'd rather they just took their sweet time for everyone's sake, and pref- also keep Katie Cat and Casey Cat and Zara away from it all as well. <laughs> but uh, there was another thing I'd noticed that both of us hadn't really talked much about Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Now going into this, when I started realising this was going to be a match at takeover I thought, oh, oh shit this could be a special one and I had a really really a, a pretty deep think about this I was talking with Rance about it last night again and for me that was not a that was a Finn Balor match and not a Pete Dunne match and I think that's why it wasn't as sensational as we know Pete Dunne matches can be. You think about Tyler Bate, Ricochet, Walter, even Coffey. We won't mention his name again, though. Um, the The tag team classic stuff that was in last year. Pete Dunne can have, there's something different about his matches where there's a peaks and valleys, peaks and troughs where it just plods along at an, int- at an intense pace but then it explodes whereas with Finn Balor and this was the same for the Kyle O'Reilly ones it's just a constant grind there's just a it, Rance put it, it's like a fight and it is a fight and Edge had said to him in a promo a couple of weeks ago you're on a completely different level and I agree, Finn Balor is in his heel mode probably wrestling the best one of the best in the world just now it's just not my cup of tea that constant grind that feels as if it's, it's like a, a an MMA fight do you know what I mean, with Pete Dunne mm-hmm. he is he's interested in hitting out for joint manipulation submissions but he's got that explosive side to him that I think Finn Balor matches lacks so I was a tad disappointed in it don't get me wrong, I understand and appreciate if people are saying this was the match of the night or the Kyle O'Reilly matches were match of the year contenders it's just I'm looking for a bit more a bit more oomph for my, my wrestling than just the, the constant grizzle, grizzliness <sighs> That's a fair take that, that,
0: that's, that is a fair take I never expected Pete Dunne to win this match um mm-hmm. that's true. I I don't think that was probably ever in consideration. Um I, I, I agree but at the same time disagree with Finn, like I enjoy watching Finn at the moment. Um But what you say is they're very valid points and I completely understand where you're coming from. Um I feel like Pete has in my mind, Pete Dunn has something a little bit more than thin. I f you know, like I feel like I I, I can get a, v- a variety of different matches. Yes. When I watch Pete Dunn matches. Um so yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with that. Like you know, he says he can pick the pace up, can, you can slow it right down. It can be like a uh an old school type wrestling match. Um but yeah, no, I I do agree with that. I, I'm just I'm really interested to see where both guys head now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's an obvious contender right now for Finn.
1: Probably carrying cross.
0: That doesn't get me excited though. I must admit.
1: The carrying cross experiment is fine. It's watchable. I'm just not pumped for it yet.
0: Yeah, I think the jury's still out, but obviously, like, you know, we've got hurt quite early on, very early on, um, not not long back. Um, so, like I said, we'll, we'll give it time and see how it goes. But it's... Like I said, we'll just wait and see what they do plan to do with him now. Mm-hmm.
1: Still, it's still good, like... Finn Balor is untouchable just now. He's the best at what he is doing. It's just... There's a there's a tendency for me to sort of phase out in his matches, mm-hmm. but I still I still get what he's doing, and I think he is untouchable. There is a target on his back and all that stuff. So fair play to him, and fair play to the the rest of the lads and lasses that put on a, a pretty solid takeover overall. So yeah, no, I agree. It was it was a good it was a really good takeover. Um, at the end of the day it's good wrestling to watch on a Monday morning I'm not going to complain about that even though I just did for a while no um, enjoyed it very very
0: much enjoyed it good good Um, one more thing before we move on to the quiz just want to say um, this whole forbidden door thing with AEW and other promotions that's going on Mm -hmm. the latest report says that Okada's coming to either Impact or AEW Um I just don't see him Going to Impact Like I think he'd probably Look at Gero and be like No thank you Um But I'm excited To see Okada and Potentially others There was mention of a I can't You know If we get to see Bushi versus Kenny Omega
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know Um under, under AEW I'm probably Really excited About that Um Uh, What I would love as well is you would would play into their history, obviously. And I don't know, maybe if you, when Kenny comes face to face with Bushy, like he might, you know, be like, have that moment, like, what what am I doing? You know, like, really struggle between like the good guy and bad guy before ultimately kind of just doing that, fuck you, Bushy, and just go on proper, full on Omega Heel mode. And I would be really excited. For those guys coming um, <clears throat> Personally I don't think It will do much for ratings But I don't think it is for a ratings thing I think it's just to open up Different avenues here Because mm-hmm. um, I would assume This is just it's probably a big assumption A lot of the people in America who watch New Japan Also probably watch AEW You know and I would assume A lot of the people who watch AEW Probably watch watch parts of New Japan as well So I can't imagine it's going to pull in uh, too many other people. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong there. But I couldn't care less about that. Just from a pure wrestling aspect and and potential storylines going forward, it's exciting.
1: I think the Omega Ibushi one could be really interesting because if you take away the shoot reasons for Ibushi not getting a title in that he he wasn't contractually obligated to wrestle for New Japan or however you want to phrase it, but now he's, he's under a contract... He's won the titles, but you could argue that Ibushi had to wait for the for Omega to be away from him, for him to fully flourish and prosper. So then Ibushi comes over and says, I've got it now, I don't need you, stuff like that. I think it could be interesting, specifically those two.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, doke. Shall we move forward to, to your quiz?
1: Uh, I'm kind of dreading it, but okay, let's go for it.
0: <clears throat> right, so as we mentioned last uh, week, um, your five subjects subjects were edge. Um, you're going to get just general wrestling. So it's going to be worth like multiple points. Uh, television program twenty four. Pokemon and a Marvel slash DC quiz. Oh, shit.
1: Can we just talk about wrestling instead?
0: Can we just talk about what?
1: Wrestling instead.
0: (laughs) So we'll start off with, with Edge. Who beat down the Undertaker when Edge cashed in his Money in the Bank contract
1: Shawn Michaels It's incorrect
0: oh you you sure Mark Henry he just had a match with Batista and he comes down kicks the living shit out of him it was on a smackdown and Edge comes down comes down cash in spear one two three Question number two mm, Okay right. <clears throat> I think these next two Are quite difficult actually Who did Edge face In his first ever Pay-per-view match At SummerSlam 1998 And it was a Tag team match Oh damn. And, and Just to give you another one It was a A mixed Mixed tag match
1: Ah, oh, Right What's his name Right Mark Miro and Sable and his partner was oh no come on come on Mark Miro, I'm right there yes,
0: you're right with Mark Miro Sable was actually Edge's partner
1: (sighs) that just throws the cat amongst the pigeons then was that that a multiple point win at all
0: no it was only worth one point but I'll give you
1: oh will you thank
0: you very much it was Jacqueline right question number three who did Edge beat to win his first ever singles title this is going to be difficult it was an intercontinental title and it was actually a house show. And I think it was, I don't know if it was Montreal or Ontario, can't remember, but it was one of them.
1: I want to say it was Jeff Jarrett. That is correct.
0: Yes. Question number four. There were six members of La Familia. Name three of them, not including Edge.
1: So name three of the other five Right, okay Dolph Ziggler, Vicky Guerrero Travel Guerrero Zack Ryder, Curt Hawkins I'll
0: give you but I don't, Dolph wasn't,
1: Dolph wasn't in it not Dolph wasn't in it Was he not Sort of on the no, was. On the fringes, no No Well I got my three points anyway
0: Yep it was Bam Neely.
1: Oh my god! Aye, random as hell.
0: Yeah, but I think Chavo brought him in his muscle. It's question number five. How about this? So here we go. He has faced nine. People on route to winning seven of his world titles. Name five of them. So nine different people over those matches. Name five of the other competitors in those matches.
1: So it can be any kind of.
0: Well, so there's been one couple of wrestlers appear twice, so that only counts as one answer.
1: So what what I mean is it can be either the world or WWE
0: title. Yep, 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 yep. yep.
1: Okay. Uh, John Cena. Yep. Undertaker. Mhm. Jeff Hardy. Is that right? Uh huh. Jeff Hardy. Um. How many was that? Three. Three. Now. If one of them was in a triple threat match, does it count as two answers? Yep. Triple H and Vladimir Kozlov.
0: Because it cashed in. Well, never cashed in. He. He, just, um just appeared. Yep. I don't remember the Jeff Hardy one. Why don't I remember the Jeff Hardy it one? It was
1: Royal Rumble 09 and Matt Hardy came back and hit Jeff with a chair shot. You've got five things.
0: So let me see, you got one... 2 5 10 10 out of 11, that's a good start the only one you didn't get was a Mark Henry
1: one even though the, the Dodger tag team won
0: yeah I'll give you that right question number right, so category number 2 this is going to be on 24
1: oh now this is where the the real sweats begin because I am a self-professed hardcore fan of 24 and I think, I like to think my knowledge is bordering on like embarrassingly strong however we'll find out if that is the case
0: how does the season 2 plot begin what happens in the opening episode of
1: season 2 what is the main plot? the main plot is that they are testing nuclear um, materials on someone to see if it works and basically it's to see if some terrorists who are called second wave are going to start are going to send an, a send a nuclear bomb into America, specifically LA at some point that day That's
0: correct yes Question number two Which country held him in jail in season six? China Correct Question number three What is Jack's brother's name?
1: This is a shout out to the Americans listening, his brother's name is Graham, but it's actually Graham because we say it properly
0: (laughs) Correct Question number four Omar Hassan was the president of which country
1: oh ah uh, right he was amazing as well uh, see if I give you the the three letters would that be enough I don't know what three
0: letters are going to be but ah
1: uh. IRK Islamic Republic of somewhere Is that one I need? Oh no. Islamic Republic of Oh, what's a called No, it's gone. I've not got it.
0: Kamistan. Kamistan. Question number five. I'm raging. <laughs> can tell. What drug was a Jack addicted to?
1: The old horse. Or <laughs> heroin.
0: It's correct. So you got four. Again. Okay. See,
1: I'm annoyed because I even one. knew there was like the Islamic Republic of. Mm.
0: You might actually, you're off to an absolute flying star here. Right, so the next one will go with Pokemon. Oh god. I yeah, I don't understand any of these things, right? So which Pokemon can be used to defeat is it Laura Lee? L- Lorelei?
1: Lorelite is what type of Pokemon?
0: Lorelei. Yes.
1: Uh is it fire?
0: It's grass or electric.
1: Oh shit what the hell that means yes Lorelai specialises in waters water pokemon and I for some reason thought it was ice pokemon so fire melts ice but electricity electrifies water and grass smothers water or something like that terrible terrible
0: question number two
1: I was right in my head that's the main thing <laughs>
0: Question number two: Who stole Misty's bike?
1: Uh, a total guess for this one. I'm going to say it was Jesse from Team Rocket. It
0: was Ash. Have you shape? Question number three: Rock Tunnel and Power Plant are closest to which of the following? Celadon City Cerulean City Cerulean or Cinnabar Island
1: I'm going to go for Celadon the first
0: one it was Cerulean or you it? Number, the second one <sighs> question number four embarrassing how many hit points is the lowest amount of points a Pokemon has in the base set 1 collection?
1: Base set 1. Lowest. 30? The answer is 3. Can I I speak to the judge about that one? If um, if you want. The 3, like, each hit point, like, each thing is 10, so...
0: No, oh, okay then. Right, set
1: it then. Thank you. Few
0: question number five. At least I like get one right. Yep. What Pokemon is Black Star Promo number one?
1: <laughs> Black Star Promo. Yep. I tw- like. There are literally. Like 900 odd Pokemon or something, so. I
0: mean, it's probably the only one I would ever know.
1: Right, well, I'll go for Pikachu then. Yep, correct. So 2, two to 5, it's not good enough, I'm sorry. I go? Let myself down with the Lorelei question.
0: I don't worry about it.
1: I will, because I won't be Mr. 91%. On Mr. Ninety Two? <laughs> Have we mister Four and a half or something?
0: Oh, I don't know. Right. So this is Marvel's DC. Okay. Question number one. In which film does Spider Man make his first MCU appearance? That so would... is it sorry?
1: Uh, Captain America Civil War.
0: Correct. I was actually going to give you options but well done. Thank you. What is question number two what is the name of Tony Stark's AI assistant who became the basis of the vision Jarvis yep question number three how many oh lost my questions question number three how many infinity stones are there six correct such a geek (laughs) <laughs> Question number four Question number four Who killed Tony Stark's parents?
1: Eh, uh, it was No, I can't remember his full name but it's The Winter Soldier and it's Bucky
0: Yeah, I'll take that
1: Okay, Bucky is his name
0: Question number five Name the last five DC movies released So going with the one closest okay. working your way
1: back, last five. Wonder Woman
0: nineteen eighty four? Yep. Aquaman. What, I, Does it
1: have to be an order?
0: No, it doesn't need to be an order.
1: Okay, Aquaman Justice League. Um Batman versus Superman. And the other Wonder Woman?
0: You got three, so it is Wonder Woman, 1984, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey, Shazam, Aquaman, and Justice League. I've never heard the Birds of Prey at all. Neither have I. Quite... I guess what Google told me? But you got seven out of nine there.
1: Is Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn one. You're not. You won't know that, but for the listeners, is that the one with Harley Quinn? Um, I've heard of Shazam, but I forgot about them. Did well with the Marvel oh. questions, though.
0: No, you did. Right. So this is now last subject. It is wrestling, and it will be... Um, these are worth multiple points. In order of most recent, name Drew McIntyre. McIntyre's last five pay-per-view opponents. So working your way back.
1: So does it have to be different people? But just just the last five pay-per-views?
0: Just the last five pay-per-views.
1: Okay. Goldberg? Mm Mm-hmm. AJ Styles? Yep. Roman Reigns? Yep. Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. And Randy Orton.
0: Correct. Yes. Five. Question number two. Name those pay-per-views.
1: Royal Rumble, TLC, Mm -hmm. Survivor Series.
0: Mm
1: Mhm. Hell in a Cell and Night of Champions.
0: Correct. Oh yes.
1: Thank you, Drew. Question
0: number. (laughs) Question number three. Name the opening three matches, sorry, name the opening match from each NXT UK TakeOver event.
1: The opening match, right, so the first one was Mustache Mountain versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm -hmm. The second one was, oh, here we go. Cardiff, Cardiff. Kayleigh Ray and Tony Storm? No. Nope. Well, I know that the other Blackpool was... The other Blackpool was Eddie Dennis and Trent Seven.
0: Yep. So we get two out of three. The other one, the Cardo one, was Norm Dar versus Travis Banks.
1: Oh well, no wonder I didn't. Nope. Um, just in case what? anyone's wondering, I was I didn't like Travis Banks before he got outed as an arsehole. So no,
0: we cool. say that before he was there was just he was not appealing whatsoever. <laughs> right. Since his return in twenty twelve, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Name everyone who has pinned him. There are, according to this, I believe there's six.
1: Okay, right. Cena? Yep. Triple H? Yep. Drew McIntyre? Yep. Seth Rollins? Yep. Hmm, Goldberg?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: How many were you looking for? Six. Six, well, I've said five. <sighs> let me think, let me think. Roman Reigns. Correct.
0: I was hoping to throw you there because Taker did beat him. But uh-huh.
1: it, was it was a submission. Him. He submitted them. yep.
0: So the last question of this round and the last question of the quiz, this is actually went quite quick.
1: It has. It's cause some of the questions I know very quickly and the other ones I'm too committed and think I know them and just trick the bed
0: I've done not bad though Right Break down Roman Reigns, these title ones. So I want to know how many, what title he's won and how many times he's won them mm. Not including NXT or FCW none of that stuff
1: Okay US title one time. IC title one time. Universal title.
0: Lump the world titles all together. Okay. So
1: one, two, three, four. That can't be right. Should be more than that. Survivor Series, New Year's Eve, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, then SummerSlam again. Aye, that was five times for that, so World is five times. I see title once, US once, and tag titles, I'm going to say twice
0: tag titles once oh. the rest of them you got right that was good going so you got 5, 10, 12 18 22 no oh, sorry 21
1: the human calculator is that work people
0: no, I'm just i going to count up the rest of them now. There was 10. For 24, you got 4. For the Pokemon, you got
1: 2. Awful. That's
0: embarrassing. For Marvel DC, you got 7. So you scored 44. 44 out of a possible 54.
1: Right, go on.
0: That's
1: quite good going. Amuse me. Pressure's on for you now. What's the percent?
0: Um, should be 80 um, percent, 80 between 80 and 82 <laughs> percent. So 81? <so 81. laughs> oh, so, not like somewhere round about that mark.
1: 44 divided by 54, 81.5 percent.
0: Was it actually?
1: Yep. You've done it again.
0: Close
1: enough. Listen, do Good want. going. I can accept that. It's not a trouncing. I'm surprised at how well I did with the Marvel questions. And I'm kicking myself with the Pokemon ones and the 24 ones. But my wrestling stuff was quite strong. No,
0: it was. You've done really well in the... Oh, uh, I multiple, did? Uh, questions
1: not questions the old Drew McIntyre helped me become Mr. 81% <laughs> that was
0: good going though that was, I've enjoyed the last couple of episodes
1: mm-hmm.
0: we need to think of ways to keep ourselves entertained because sure as shit the fucking main roster and other stuff isn't doing that for us
1: well something's going to be happening in a wee while that I'd like to do with you and I'll even oh, pay hey. for it See again. I'll even pay for it. Uh, so you know that uh, I'm into my card games, like sp- specific sort of, not just like, the are cards like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. And Zach Gibson and his pal have started up a board game company and they're doing a wrestling booker card game. And they're mm-hmm. going to do a Kickstarter. So you get a deck of cards and you've got to play Be the Booker. So, that's pretty cool so I'm going to get a pack for me when, when they're out I'll get a pack for you and we can do some beer Booker live and we'll have we'll get Zach Gibson on and he can talk about <laughs> it to us well
0: we're good friends with his tag team partner. we are right. James Drake has slid into our DMs once
1: threatened to lick our faces
0: <laughs> live on a network
1: that's like true that's not not false what oh. happened there
0: what a guy All stem from the fact that we said you we were going to shave your head because he'd done it, but then he was like, "Please don't do it." It was just an app, aff- like a, an app that he was using.
1: Aye, that's right.
0: And then threatened to lick your face on live on the network.
1: Speaking of an app, app-enhanced <laughs> photo, I'm just going to send you one of me. Hold on, you'll enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, where are you? There we go, that's it sent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should post it on Twitter.
1: I might like to superimpose that face onto the Twitter bio. Yep. With you pointing, but I was actually going to superimpose a picture of Sturgeon's face onto me so that you're pointing at her.
0: <laughs> kind of like that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon photo you've got.
1: Oh, You make it sound as if it's like something That I've acquired illegally
0: (laughs) That's true actually It's been a a relatively Quick episode tonight It has I don't think I've got much more to add
1: I'm just trying to think What what fun things can we do Next week that's still got wrestling In relation to it
0: we we'll probably come up with one of our, like, special exercise things again. Um, and just take it from
1: there. What, well, like, one of the things that's a big project for weeks
0: at a time? Possibly. Could talk about it off air. We'll
1: I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of episodes. Listeners, we have enjoyed doing them. It's been a nice... Pleasant break from the doldrums of being a a wrestling fan in the IWC, which, as you know, has its ups and its downs. So some some quiz goodness. Hope you've enjoyed it. Think of other stuff, we'll have a wee chat off air. Don't want to bore you with it here.
0: No, we're just... Our main aim when we do a podcast isn't to sound, like, smart and, you know, like... Oh, the edgy and different, you just come on and just talk, it's just two pals talking and just trying to have a laugh.
1: Speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> Classic Ricky and Clive.
1: 91 and 81. That's it. We'll need to, we'll need to uh, sweeten this out to make it a cool hour, so give us, some, give us another joke if you've got one.
0: Oh man, I actually don't.
1: I used up all my, my ones. Hey, well, mm-hmm. I thought it was time to make a quite a big life decision, so I went to the, the fancy clinic to get a vasectomy, um, mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to have kids anymore, so, but when I went home they were still there.
0: Hopefully the kids didn't
1: hear that. Nope. My wife might have heard me though. Uh, She'll be angry with me. It's just like that time when we were at a a family party out in the back garden. I was drunk and I fell over the barbecue. She was raging with me. She just completely dragged me over the coals.
0: (laughs) You know, when I think about it, see people who sell meat like, for a living are gross but people who sell fruits and vegetables are grosser <laughs> 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 oh,
1: uh... <sighs> <laughs> do you know do you know what's gross to me I can't stand them. It's those Russian yeah. dolls. They're just so full of themselves. <laughs> and it, this is no length at all, but stuff it. Uh, <laughs> I went to the doctors to get my results back. Finally, I'd been nervous about it for a couple of days. And the doctor said, right, I can confirm that you've got hypochondria. I said, oh, fuck, not that as well.
0: As <laughs> well. Please turned up at my door arrested my daughter because she burnt the house down. But it was arson. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh. Oh, shit. There was a... There was actually it was a murder. There was a murder um, in the Recently, I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, the detectives managed to... Um, to find the murder weapon. It was a brief case. <laughs> hey.
1: I'm out. I'm out as well, Duncan Bannantine style. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ricky and Clive wrestling show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keep It It Strong style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, all Things Elite, Grave Consequences, Great Match Generator, and 8 bit Wrestling Podcast. 8 bit Suplex Wrestling Podcast, sorry. We're all on podcast apps everywhere around the world. Just go onto them, specifically the old Apple ones. Give us a nice five star review to help the algorithms. If you go onto prowrestlingteas.net and look up Social Suplex, you will find some more t shirts from us there with logos. Uh, Ah, see, and you and you forget something. If you go to socialsuplex.com dot com itself, which is not a site for sunrise, let me tell you, you will find lots of po- podcast links and column links, um, and they'll be sent directly to your email inbox if you press subscribe. I've said the t-shirts. If you want to donate to us or any of the other social suplex gang, there's a wee link in the show notes for you as well. We're on the Rick- the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, and we are at Rickett and Clive, and we are out of here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Take care, folks. I just stole that
1: from Matt Willis. (laughs) Surely he won't mind. He won't. Right, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if we've got something fun for you next week. If not, you're stuck with an Elimination Chamber review, so pray for oh, us is that this Sunday? it is I'm looking forward to <laughs> I it I, I'd thoroughly enjoy a chamber matches regardless of the shit that chamber goes match,
0: on I just
1: didn't realise it was this Sunday I
0: know getting my necklace. I mean a couple of issues with the chamber well, I don't understand why Corbin's in a chamber match Corbin. yes
1: oh is this the Smackdown side? yep right
0: makes
1: zero sense you see I think that's going to be a very interesting chamber match. More so than Drew's. You know,
0: I, you know what I'm looking forward to in this Smackdown chamber match is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn interaction. Oh, yes. I didn't realise they were both to that. Right? Looking forward to that.
1: Oh, that's magical.
0: So who is it's Daniel Bryan, so Corbin, Sami, K.O., Cesaro win it. Cesaro, Cesaro. What about Nakamura? You know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why is Corbin there? Um, and then the raw one is what. Drew, Drew. Sheamus, Braun, Miz. Orton and Jeff Hardy.
1: And the Miz has dropped out.
0: I see. I know. though
1: uh Drew was on Miz TV and Miz was giving him drip. Headbutted him. Well, Drew headbutted Miz and Miz just said I'm, going to, I'm dropping out but mark my words this goes to both champions. I will be whenever I cash in I will leave as a champion. I don't know what's happening there. I don't see Drew losing that one but I think the number one contender for Roman at WrestleMania is very much up in the air. A lot of the a lot of the people oh in Smackdown. No,
0: Edge.
1: Well, what's the? oh that's right sorry there's a championship
0: there's match Roland. later on
1: that night isn't
0: there yep so Roman basically just comes down and picks up the pieces and just does what he wants
1: oh he'll do that at the end of the match yep. someone will get destroyed and his music will hit and he'll just walk in couple spears, of spears
0: bang done yep
1: and just walks away wrecks everybody and leaves
0: wonder who it'll be I could see him going with KO to be honest we'll see we'll see Lacey Evans is pregnant so we no we're not getting Lacey versus Charlotte at WrestleMania now Whew.
1: congratulations Lacey to you and your family
0: ah oh, yes that as well there's that as well yep yeah. <laughs> yep right Folks, well, we shall let you go about your day now, and we hope hopefully we, you'll we'll tune in next week. Hopefully, because we will. Yeah, we have no choice but to. I know. <laughs> right, speak to you later. Take care, folks. All right.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. We'll see you next time. See
0: you next time.